Right, I need some help. Lots of people have said so many times. We're going to, I'm going to speak in a minute on the passage from 2 Corinthians. Um, we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. I'm going to do the rest of the parish. We're hard-pressed on every side. So, I need some volunteers. Do you know what? I need some volunteers. At least three-quarters of you went. <laughs> Which is classic. I need, I need volunteers un, under 12. One. Thank you, Zachary. Anybody else going to come? A pair of you? Yeah. Come along, ladies. Yeah, no, a bit small. bit small. Where's your sister gone? Can I have a couple of you from up there as well? Please. Um, Can I have a couple of ladies from up there? No offence. More boys. I've got another man. Harry can come and join us. Right. I want... How many have I got? So I need two of you. Two of you there, standing there. Just stand. Two of you stand there. Why don't the three of you stand there? There you go. Right, okay. Do you want to come around? Sorry, you ended up with your brother. That wasn't planned. Right. Well, I want you to be kept. Be careful. Be be careful. So, Richard, could you put your hand that side of the box? No, this box. Yes, probably your hand. No, no. Literally. There. Right. Everybody else, to the, what does the scripture say? I've just said. We are hard pressed on every side. So, hand on, hand on the box. I want you to hard press. Ready? Ready? One, two, three, go. Hard press. Hard press. Oh, we got it. Oh, we got it. Oh. Do you want to hold that up for me? Hard pressed on every side, but never. It got crushed, didn't it? Oh, right. Let's do it again. Well done, Esther. Let's do it again. Ready? You do it again. You got a hand on the side, side there, because it needs one on the side. Ready? One, two, three, go. He's fallen over. Is it working? No. Okay. Stop. What do, you, what do you think about that box then? Should we show everybody? Should we get out of the way? What? Did you? Pu- I don't think you pushed as hard. I don't think you pushed. Should we give it another go? Come on, let's give it another go. Let's see. Let's see how we. Hang on. Wait. Wait till Richard's the other side. Otherwise, it's not going to work. <laughs> go on. Go on. Push. No. Oh. Okay. That's enough. Because no, they're pushing really hard. It's really good, isn't it? That's really. You, you did, you pushed hard. We can't, we can't collapse it though, can we? No. Why, why hasn't it collapsed? So he's got stuff inside it. It's got stuff. So does it matter what's inside the box as to whether it's going to collapse or not? Does it matter what's inside us as to whether we're going to collapse or not when we're hard pressed? Lord, thank you for these guys. Thank you for our family together. Lord, we ask that you would bless them 
and all that go out to Junior Church right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's just tea. What's in there then? What's in there then? It's yeah, absolutely. It's full of blankets and um, what do you call them? Bedspreads and goodness, not what else. But for us not to get crushed, what do we need to be full of? Well, I've got two answers at once. I thought the answer was Jesus myself, but there you go. What the Holy Spirit will do. They're done. Could I have the passage, Neil? Thank you. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death, for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It's quite a challenging passage, this. It really is. There is, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Lord, would you open our ears? Would you open our eyes? Would you open our hearts? Thank you, Lord. We know, don't we, that stuff presses in on us all the time. Doesn't it? Life. Life just presses in. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through the book of Acts in the next four days, and then it doesn't happen because time just... And good things... Work, family, just, we have to react to stuff. We get COVID. We hear somebody we've been with has got COVID. So now that 15 minutes you had in the morning to pray and all the rest of it is now spent sticking something up your nose and waiting to see what happens. <laughs> For seven days on the trot and then you're fine, even though you sort of knew you were fine anyway. But you do it because you have to, you know. And the plan for the week goes, and the day goes, and the next hour goes. But more than that, emotional stuff presses in on us. Good stuff, bad stuff. Now, we know that. The image that we use quite often when we talk about the two realms, when we do living in freedom, is the sponge in the water. And the fact that the water, the spiritual realm, presses in. Remember that the whole thing about it is to do with the water pressure pressing in, not the, not the sponge sucking it up. It, it, it's pushing in. But the good spiritual stuff, God is loving. So he, he doesn't go, here, now, you, now. He waits to be invited. But the demonic is waiting. I'll change, I'll change now. The demonic is waiting. As soon as there's an opportunity, it's like, let's get you. That's pushing in on us all the time. We are hard pressed on every side. Oh, you focus too much on the battle, Laurie. You, you spend too much time talking about demons. You spend too much talk, time talking about... We are 
hard pressed on every side. The battle is every day. The battle sometimes is every hour. When we're dealing with something really heavy, when we're dealing with a real trauma that's happened in life, when we're dealing with work stuff, when we're dealing with family stuff, we are hard pressed on every side. It's true. Did we, did we get the other verses up? Got Hebrews 13. Ah, there you go. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Jesus says to his disciples, I will be with you to the end of the age. Do we believe this promise? Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I won't mention the first part of the verse there. I'll leave that to you. If the Lord speaks to you about that, that's fine. But I want to focus on the second part. Never will I leave you. You know what the Greek there for never means? Flipping never. Ever. Never will I leave you. Oh, but I've done this wrong and I've done that wrong. and I've... Never will I leave you. Are you born again? If you're born again, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Jesus will never leave you. And not that he won't be on, it's not that he will be beside you, but he will. It's not that he'll be in front of you, but he will. It's not that he's got your back, but he has. It's that he dwells in you. And because he dwells in you, he's beside you, is in front of you, and has got your back. Oh, and he's above you, covering you as well. And he's underneath, holding you up. It's within him I have my being. Let's just hold, let's keep that silence. Let's just hold that. Within him we have our being. Oh, but he doesn't know what it's like. Within him we have our being. So all that rubbish coming at you, all that ugh, of the last two years, maybe it's been okay some of the last two years because we know where things are at. All that ah of coming out of the pandemic. In him, we have our being. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That word forsake, he will never give up on you. Deuteronomy 13, 1. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Do you know, if you go through Paul's letters, he quotes the Old Testament time and time and time and time again. Do you know why? He was a Pharisee. He knows his scripture. So when he meditates on God, the main thing that feeds his meditation on God is the scriptures. If you come tonight, we're looking at Revelation and do come to encounter tonight. It's, it's great just to have that space. But we're looking at the fact that 
John, part of the way John sees the risen Christ is the way the Old Testament speaks of the Son of Man. So, uh, I, do, I do Christian. I can't read my Bible, though. I'm really sorry, guys. No alternative. Listen. Well, there is an alternative. You can listen to it, I suppose. Listen to it being read. But you, those truths are in Scripture. We need to feed on. I've got the armor. I can wear the armor. I'm going to be fighting. No, you, do you know what? You can have the best armor in the world, but if you're not nourished as a soldier, you're not going to fight well. You need to be nourished. You need the scripture and, and the armor. Please don't just do the nourishment. I don't need the army. No, you need both. Two Timothy says this. Two Timothy four. This is verse ten and verse sixteen. Verse ten first. Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me, and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, and Titus to Dalmatia. Why am I showing you this? We are hard pressed, slightly creased, a little bit battered but utterly resistant because we rely on Jesus. If we rely on our, rely on our friends, Demas, Crescens, Titus, what do, they do, what do they do? They leave us. You cannot rely on me. Or Chris, or your home group leader, or your spouse. Now, you can rely on each other. I know you can. But what I'm saying is you can't rely on us to get you through the hard times. We'll walk with you. We'll be there for you. Subtle approach coming, but we've got our own crap going on. So it might actually be difficult sometimes. And do you know what? You might come up and say something to me and I go, no, not because I don't want to help, but because I've got too much of my own stuff going on. And we all do it to each other. Oh, that vicar won't listen to me. Yes, he will. Sometimes he needs listening to. Sometimes. If we rely on human, we will let down. Every single one of you knows a church leader has let you down. I know plenty of church leaders have let me down. But apart from one or two specific instances, I know they haven't let me down. It's my false expectations. What's next? 16. At my first defense, no one came to my support. Everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. They've got their own stuff going on. This is not the vicar having a moan. This is Paul writing to Timothy. Okay? Just be aware of it. You turn up to the home group recently, and it was really rubbish. Yeah, maybe your home group leaders are having a hard time. Maybe offer to help. 
Maybe offer to do a study, host, whatever it is. We all have the stuff going on. But, or I've written down his human props will fail you. I've written quite large. I can read this without my, without my glasses on. It's quite, it's quite good, though. So, verses 8 and 9, back to 2 Corinthians. We're hard-pressed. That's our worldly experience. The, the word there for hard-pressed, there we go, is afflicted. Better translation. We're afflicted. Yes, the hard it's an affliction. So it's, what does it mean? Is it emotional? Is it physical? Is it spiritual? Ready? Yes. So there's, there's an, an implication here that the enemy's part of this. That it's not just the stuff of the world. It is the stuff of the world. Please, I don't blame the enemy for everything. The stuff of the world is normally to blame, and sin is normally at the root cause, but the enemy uses every damn thing to get at us. So that we are afflicted. We are afflicted. We're afflicted, but not crushed. And again, that word there for crushed has a real sense of, um, it's emotional crushing. It's, it's crushed in our being, not just physically pushed down. It's that sense of... <sighs> But we're not. But we feel like it. But we're not. But we feel like it. But we're not. But it's our experience. I get it. The first of these couplets as we go through are our experience, and the second one is the reality in Christ. And Jesus isn't saying, you shouldn't be the first, be the second. He's saying, I know you are the first, but the second is on offer. So it's not a telling off. It's not a telling off. We're perplexed, but we don't despair. That next bit. Perplexed, but we don't despair. Perplexed, we're confused. We're at sea. It's the word used for a, a boat that's lost its anchor. We're perplexed, we don't see. Anybody perplexed by what the new looks like? Anybody perplexed about how it's going to be? Please, 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 please don't face that on your own. Let's do that together. We're here. If we do it on our own, we're saying, we don't need anybody else. I'm so, I've just said don't rely on us. <laughs> now I'm saying let's do this together. But as soon as we say, I don't need anybody else, we're pulling away from family. We're in the habit of not meeting together. And we're told not, later in this, we're told not to do that. Let's do that together. Let's do that discerning together. There's nothing so deceitful as a human heart. We, we learn to self-medicate our psychological disorders. So we're feeling bad, so we have another cake. We're feeling bad, we have another, another drink. We're feeling bad, we watch television until one o'clock in the morning. We're feeling bad, we whatever it is. If we do it together, we can encourage each other. Pulling away 
and saying we can do this without the body is also pretty damn arrogant. Because it says I know better. I don't do it. I promise you I don't do it. When we're discerning the way forward, it goes out there, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Didn't it used to? Yeah. It still does. Do you know what I mean? Wardens, staff, we talk. And there's a lot of you I talk to. You probably don't even know I'm discerning. And I'm talking to you about things because I'm finding a way forward. But there's a lot of you I talk to and hear things. And it goes in the pot and it's mixed round. You know? Don't do it on your own. What was that? It moved. Leave it there. It's fine. We're perplexed, confused, but not despairing. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We're persecuted. This word persecuted in the Greek suggests something. It's about being pursued. So this isn't just isn't, um, you know, oh, we don't like you because you're a Christian. This is we're coming after you because you're a Christian. We're coming after you because we don't like what you stand for. And so there's that sense of being pursued, like, like being hunted. It's horrible. Have you ever felt hunted? Have you ever felt somebody's got it in for you? Well, somebody has. Not the person, but the enemy. It's never the person, it's always the enemy. And if you're, if you're standing up for faith, if you're doing stuff that means you're standing for Jesus, you will, the enemy will come after you. Or, well, I better not do it then. Well, if you don't do it, the enemy's won. <laughs> He's coming after you to stop you doing it. So if you don't do it not to get hunted, then nah. do it because the promise is we're not abandoned. He's with you. You're not a fox being pursued by hound and rider. You're in a pride of lions, courageous lions, led by the Lion of Judah. And whatever comes after you cannot prevail. Might scare you, might make you feel bad, but it cannot prevail. We're sorry, not perplexed. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. You can come and punch that if you want to later. <sighs> if we do it in our own strength, if we rely on worldly wisdom, we will be hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted, and struck down. Lovely. If we do it by his strength, if we rely on his promises, his wisdom, his revelation, we will not be crushed, we will not despair, we will not be abandoned, we will not be destroyed. Matthew 5.11 says... Blessed to you when people insult you. Well, flip, I've been blessed quite a lot then. Because <laughs> I've been insulted. In 25 years in ministry, I'm insulted most weeks. Two-thirds of that's from people in church. Seriously, not funny. Blessed to you when you are insulted. I had a lovely letter this week, didn't we? Gorgeous letter. Somebody who can't come on the church weekend away. They've just they got to that point in life where it's too much. It's too, they're, they're, yeah. I loved the last church weekend away, which is interesting because knowing this person, I couldn't tell. <laughs> He's one of those sort of people you just can't tell. 
I love that, didn't, didn't they? Wrote, they wrote this, Ruth's seen the letter. Here's 200 pounds. I can't come, but here's 200 pounds. That wasn't an insult, that was great. That's the blessing that comes. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you, like you're building the flipping thing on, a, on the, what do you call it? Common, thank you very much. My prompt will be there. But it's not on the common. Yeah. The problem is we can't keep going, it's not on the common. It's not on the common. We can't keep doing that. We have to go, look, blessed are you when you're persecuted and insulted. In the middle of being persecuted and insulted, it's difficult to feel yourself blessed. I understand. But you are. Acts 14 says this. Verse 9. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him and saw that he had faith to be healed. Mate, sorry. It's Acts 14, 19. I'm reading that thinking, that, that what? That's my fault. Did I put nine in the, in the text? Sorry. We'll get there in a minute. Of course, I can't remember what it's going to say because it's, I asked for it to go on the screen. I know it's coming because it's only a few verses. Is it, are we there? Wonderful. So that's actually, thank you, because the nine is the beginning of the story. So Paul, there's a healing coming. There's stuff happening. Then some of the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul, dragged him out outside the city, thinking he was dead. There's been miracle upon miracle, and Paul has preached the gospel and seen people come to faith. And what is the response? What does Paul feel like? Stoned out of his mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. A little crushed. Head, don't go there, Laurie. If we want to see the kingdom stuff break through and break out and break, uh, this is going to happen. Really sorry, this is the cost of it. If you want something comfortable, go up the road. I want something exciting. I want the kingdom of God. I want to do what God wants to do. I want to see this happening. And I know this is coming. And I hate it as much as you do, but I still want to press into it. I don't want to go looking for stoning and all the rest of it. I want to look for the kingdom. And 1 Corinthians 15, 16. 1 Corinthians 15, 16. If the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. This is the, this is the thing. This is the thing. Death has lost its sting. The first century church got this, and there were martyr upon martyr upon martyr. What we face is nothing like that. We don't lose our life for Christ. We might lose our life, but not our life. We might lose worldly prestige, we might lose finance, we might lose, but we don't physically lose our life. I haven't heard of a stoning in Chesham recently. Has there been one? No. More likely in Amish and possibly, I don't know. I'm joking, I'm joking. 
I think if Boris comes back to Chesham, he might get... Anyway, moving on. Back to, back to Tukri. I'm coming into land. Did you hear that? There you go. Was that, was that a subtle enough hint to the band? There you go. We carry the death of Jesus in us. We are hard-pressed. We are perplexed. We are persecuted. We are struck down. But we carry the death of Jesus in us. Jesus carried in himself to the cross. He carried sin. He defeated sin. He carried the enemy's work. He defeated Satan. He carried the world. He defeated it. He carried sickness. He defeated it. We carry the death of Jesus in us. If we want the resurrection stuff, I'm really sorry. We've got to go through the crucifixion stuff. If we want to get to kingdom amazing stuff, we've got to go along the Calvary Road. It's all through the cross. It's all because of the cross. We've all got to live the other side of the cross. We've all got to live in the resurrection reality. I'm trying to say that with a new pair of teeth in. It's, it, and we have to persevere. We carry the death of Jesus in us as well because we want our flesh life to change. We want the fleshly stuff in us to go. Do we? We will be persecuted. I've written down here. You know, when the going gets tough, or as somebody said, I was trying to remember the name of the song earlier, and I was convinced James said to me, go, go and get stuffed. But he, you didn't, did you? No, you didn't. He said, when the going gets tough. You know the song? What happens when the going gets tough? That is the lie we must, must not believe. When the going gets tough, we rely on the Lord. He's done it all already. We don't have to get going tough. We have to get going relying on God. Relying gently. Relying on grace. Carrying this death... And this life in us brings transformation. It enables perseverance. Our death, I, re I read this this week and it just blew my mind. Our death is indissolubly linked to his resurrection. Our death is unmovable, ir irremovable. Is that a word? cannot be disconnected from his resurrection. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? Guys, I still don't fancy the journey, <laughs> but the reality is going to be fine. Do we, do we feel that? Do we know that? Guys, recognize what we carry. We carry the death of Christ in us, but we carry the life of Christ in us. We want to see the fleshly stuff just go. We carry the power of the cross within us and the reality of the resurrection. Recognize that we do face hardship and persecution, but it's not because you've done anything wrong. It's because that's the way of the world. That's the way stuff is. But the world wants us to strive for comfort, doesn't it? I'm entitled to a comfortable life. Mm. Mm. Even in Christ, 
We've got to give that up. But believe it. You won't be crushed. You won't despair. You won't be abandoned. You won't be destroyed. We could put every single one of your names on here. Sorry, I didn't think of all of you when I did that, I promise. <laughs> Just one or two. No, 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 I'm joking. You will not be crushed. You will not be crushed.